good, y'all? It's your boy, Yada. It's your boy, Sam. And you tuned in to another episode of the Envelope Pushers. You want to tell yes, me what the Envelope Pusher is? Yes, sir. I got you. New new definition, too. Um, <laughs> to attempt to extend the current limits of performance or to innovate or go beyond commonly accepted boundaries. Uh, like that one. Me too. That one's from the UK. That one's from the UK. <laughs> I like that one. Thanks. All right, so this episode, right, you know, we on here with the sister Ashley, and uh, she has a podcast called The Point Is, you know, yes. real like great that, podcast. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that but, one. But, um, yeah, she got a real great podcast, you know, like, we came together because our podcasts were kind of similar. You know, we both, you know, we love black people, right? You know, we love black wealth, so it, it was only destined, right? It was only right, man. It's only right. We, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have you, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Facts, facts. All right, so do you want to lead us on our first question? Yes. So our topic for today is Black unity and Black families as well. Yes. yes. And so I wanted to know from the both of you, do you both feel that as a people we are unified and why or why not? Can y'all go ahead? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Going, so, man. man, you know, I want to say, I want to say like as a whole, I mean, obviously, we have a long way to go. And right now, yeah, there's not a lot of, I mean, there is unity, but not like a lot of it. And what I mean by that is we may have some unity, like we may be cool with one another, but we still don't have that like code. You know what I'm saying? Like we still haven't really followed like the poweronomics program, right? Like even when it comes to economics, you know, there there is some black people succeeding in economics, but there's just a lot that aren't, you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a lot of outliers when it comes to the aspects of our unity, I guess is what I'm saying, you know, like like the median is far behind. Right. Because we, we have a lot and we got people who just aren't on it at all. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's kind of how I uh, would answer that question. How about you, Sam? Oh, yeah. And I know I know you can get way deeper than that one. Yeah, but, yeah I, I, I'm, uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you think. But uh, <laughs> For, for me personally, and I think we touched on this uh, a couple episodes ago too, um, yeah. just how like the paradigm is shifting, man. And I feel it. Um, I would say, you know, we're not as unified as I would like it how, like you said, there's a code that I feel like other races do have. Um, we go for the Asian community, uh, Asian American community. Um, I seen somebody, they bought some guns and now they trying to kind of police themselves um, because of what happened recently um, in the news, yeah. on which we, I'm pretty sure all of us saw or either heard about. But even stuff like that, I know a lot of people talk about policing our own communities and we don't kind of have that yet and because we're not so unified. And there's so many different things that split us up that keep us divided. Um, one is economics. And then religion is another big one um, and just white supremacy, too. And I'm not going, you know, it doesn't all fall on one thing because it's just multiple things that come together to kind of break up the black family because it's been happening for centuries. And so it, it's not all going to come at once. But and I don't want to step on into the further topics we have, but it's getting there. But we need more of it, if that makes sense. And I think we're slowly working on it piece by piece. Um, but we haven't seen it fully yet. Yeah, facts. Like, like definitely what you said, right? The paradigm is shifting because I, I feel like even unity is almost becoming a trend, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if y'all know like um um Black World Order, right? You know, brother 19 Keys. I think Derek Grace is a part of that uh too. But 
I feel like there definitely is starting to become a trend where it's like, yo, this this making money together stuff is cool, right? Yeah. This this black woman and black men coming together stuff is cool. Yeah. You feel me? So like definitely the paradigm is starting to shift. But of course, there's just not enough of it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's definitely like a lot of sisters that aren't being protected. You know what I'm saying? And just there's so much more we could do, especially with our spending power. Right. We have one point three trillion dollars of spending power, but nothing to show for it. You know what I'm saying? Like like Malcolm X. Um, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't maybe have the whole quote memorized, but he was basically saying, like, go to the Japanese community or the Jewish community and you'll see like their businesses there. Right. You know, they got these stuff straight. But, but go to the Negro community and you will see every business there but your own, right? And mm-hmm. that's kind of what's going on today, you know? That's facts. And there's yeah. a large push, but I want to hear from Ashley as well, too. Yeah, um, for sure. How, how you feel about it. So it's just not us talking because I know we can yeah. get into a flow. Oh, no, you, you good. So um, kind of like you guys, you guys seem to be like in the middle with it. Um, I will say, like you guys said, there has been a tremendous amount of progress made in my opinion, as far as just unifying, um, unifying without second guessing it. Cause the biggest thing in a lot of the books that I've read, um, Dr. Claude Anderson speaks on this is trust. Black people don't trust nobody, let alone each other. That is for, no cap, that's facts. That facts. is a fact. <laughs> so just for, and then we have facts to back up why, you know, we have mm-hmm. actual reasons why. So. It's not just made up in our head. Um, so to just have us three come together is powerful. And, yeah. that, and then I also have seen other platforms where there has been women and then getting along, you know, having a discussion, not a debate of, cause I can't stand the gender war, but we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I feel like irregardless of the vaccine and COVID, allegedly taking us out as a people. I think this is the most that we have come together since like the 60s, I think. Oh yeah. I think I can see that too. I can see that. Like you said, a paradigm shift. I feel like it's another revolution for real. Like all of us of all ages, we have people, I mean, I don't want to get children too, too involved, but I'll say the youngest up to like 16, you know, outside doing stuff. We just mm-hmm. had a brother talking to Roland Martin, who's 21, and he already has a school. So, and he's that. had it for That's years. What's up. Congrats. Exactly. So, I think, you know, like they always preach to us growing up, the children are the future. And I think we definitely have to look up to that, to that quote. Yeah, for sure. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan always says a youthless movement is a useless movement. <laughs> you yeah. feel me? Like, we definitely got to get the youth on board, too, right? That's where it starts. And I think I seen something uh, like a little article basically talking about, and I don't not bashing nobody's religion or anything or whatever you subscribe to, but basically it was talking about the decline of attendance in churches um, and how young people are gravitating um, and not going to churches because they're, they see kind of the overlap in religion and stuff like that. So, um, and I brought that up because I know, like I said earlier, you know, religion is a big thing that divides us. And, you know, if we're getting money together, we're making progress together. Um, religion shouldn't be able to, to, to divide us for one. And then especially money, because according to a lot of articles, you know, the black wealth is going to be zero. And we keep bringing up them stats, right? About twenty fifty, bringing up our, our spending power, because this is huge, like 2050, like it's down the road, like your kids going to be affected. Yeah. You might not be directly, you know, 52, whatever your age is, I'll be like 53, but your kid's going to be affected. 
the following generation is going to be affected. So I'm going to keep bringing that up. So, yeah. And 53 is young, you know, like that's yeah. social security age, which I doubt we're going to get. But, um, yeah, they said we're not even supposed to get social security. Yeah, yeah right. So, us 90s babies, we need to figure that out. <laughs> no cap. Facts, facts, right? Yeah. And like, and like, and like, we both. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, you good. I was gonna say, and like, we both talk about right. The way to figure that out, right, is just financial literacy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, start create a Roth IRA or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to figure out your, your own retirement plan, right? Yeah, right. Like, yep. for self, you gotta do for self. Can't, can't wait exactly. To do it for you. Should we get into this next question? Yeah. All right. So, what is the family structure? Just baseline. What is the importance of a family. Lawrence, you want to start out with this one, Sam? Uh, I can. Uh, well, you know, it's it's crazy to talk about the importance. Um, you know, something. This is not supposed to be a sad moment or my personal information, but I grew up without a father. You know, that's sometimes the kick line, the punch line for black folks, whatever the little stereotype. But I did grow up without a father. But um, the importance of family, I know, is a, an incredible support system that I know a lot of people don't have um, what ends up making poor decisions and stuff like that. But I would say support is one of the biggest reasons why family is so important. I had a great support system, regardless if my dad was there or not, but my mom, my grandma, my aunties, my uncles, all great people who supported me through everything and pushed me to where I'm at now. And also to keep my head on straight, uh, since I didn't grow up without a father, a lot of times it would be, yo, you gotta be the man in the house. Uh, you got to be the man of the house. You know, you got to take care of your moms. You got to take care of your brother. And that started at a, a super young age where I'm at home in fourth grade watching three of my younger brothers or in fifth grade where I'm waking them up to go to school so I can go to school on the same elementary bus down the block. Uh, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's like that. But since they were there supporting me the whole time, like even my mom, like she knew it was rough and I knew it was rough for her. So you know, I would always be there for her and then any dreams or anything that I set my mind to, even little stuff like, I'm not going to say little because this is a big impact, but stuff like the podcast, um, she supports me 100%. She reposts all my stuff. She knows that this is something beneficial. Um, it's something that's keeping me out of trouble. Not not saying that I need to stay out of trouble or anything like that, but I'm here and, and they're supporting me. My youngest brother supporting me. Me and Kenyatta post everything on Facebook. Uh, anytime our uh, episodes dropping the families in there they commented commenting yep. on the on the on the youtube video so support is, is a big one facts yeah i'd say the same thing like i mean my situation was tricky like i mean my father was around but he struggled with like addiction and stuff you know what i'm saying so he was around but like not always but i had other people stepping up that were like supporting me as well you know what i'm saying and i think that's also important to think about his family like I learned this in um, developmental psychology, like the family structure, especially having a mother and the father, right? It, it is important to our like develop uh, mental stages, right? As a child, but it doesn't necessarily um, have to be like the biological, right? Because you can have biological parents that can mess you up more mentally than without having parents, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, even the way we think of family, like, uh, like Sam said, it's about just the support, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just having people that support you. And then it's also, I mean, it's even better if they're related to you, right? Because there's always yeah. that connection, right? Whether you family, right? Blood or not, whether your families are close, like it's just different. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's definitely um, 
what I think the importance of a family structure is, is just that like support, you know, as you're going through life, especially, especially in developmental stages, because as we get older, um, I'm not going to say, I don't know. I want to, I want to say it doesn't matter as much because as a child, you're like really like delicate. Like you can go through something as a child. Impressionable. Yeah. And it can scar you for life. And you can go through that same thing as an adult and it might not affect you mentally because your, mm-hmm. your brain is developed and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, yeah, I kind of agree with Sam on that. That's, that's really the biggest like importance of the family structure is just having that support system. Yeah. And I just wanted to give a quote too, for like how you mentioned, like <clears throat> you have to rethink what fam, like what the family structure is mm-hmm. um, sometimes, but I do want to keep it, you know, father, mother, and child, but also it takes a village to raise a child. That's like that's- the, 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 the day old, the old little quote and little saying, and, and it's true. It takes a village to, to, to raise a child oftentimes. And that's why we need groups and come together as one that goes back to our last topic, but uh, yeah. For sure. I definitely agree with that. So I'm going to touch a little bit just on my parents. So I grew up in a two-parent household, but their experiences are children's different. Um, my mother, I always say she has like a piece of a family. Like her father passed away when she was like three, and then it was just her mom and then her sister. But like the neighborhood, the block she's from, like the, those people are basically family. Like those are her aunties, mm-hmm. that's her grandma. You know, but if you want to be technical, they're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all got them. We all got a couple exactly. aunties, uncles. So, that's not blood. A couple cousins. Yeah, facts. If you know, you know. But yeah, it's not real. You know. <laughs> um. So that's her family, which they're. I mean, just so 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 close, right? And then my father's family is not as close. He grew up in a two-parent household and it's not as close. So like, like you said, like you can have both parents and it can be, you know, different. You can have just one parent and then you'll be fine as long as you have that village. And then for me, I think it is important, but I don't know if it's just because I'm a woman, but I think Mm -hmm. it is very, very, very important to have your father um, I just can tell by just conversations that I've had with other women that don't have their father in life, and the conversation is different. Even if they have a piece together family, even if they have, you know, have know who their parents are, they know who their dad is, but they're not together, whatever the case, it is completely different. I don't know the science behind it, the psychology behind that, but it's definitely different. It makes an impact. Facts. Like, I mean, this is kind of like a stereotype where sometimes people say things like you ever grow up as a kid and there's like a kid that's kind of like messing around, doing bad things, whatever. And you might hear that, oh, his father wasn't around yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? But it like and then when you go to development psychology, you know, it's, it's definitely important to like the mother and the father. Right. To be in the child's life. You know what I mean? It's v- very important. And not everybody that doesn't grow up with one, obviously, is not going to like not have the proper um, mind when they get older, you know what I'm saying? But like uh, psychologically, it's definitely um, important, right? And, you know, not having that sometimes, some cases, right, can can harm you later on. Yeah. But I'm seeing a trend too. Uh, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know the whole world, but I am starting to notice, you know, people are trying to be in their kids' lives, especially fathers now, since, you know, they grew up without a father. I know that's a big thing on, on me. Since I grew up without one, I know what type of, you know, psychological things you can be fighting with, you know, being raised by your mother and your aunties and your uncle might come around sometimes. So that's kind of the only male um, figure that you have. And I go. 
right, we're back from a little commercial break. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, back to what Sam Leek was saying. So you said there's like a trend with like fathers coming back and, you know, trying to be good, you know, fathers to their kids and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me personally, from people that I've been around, you know, it's a, it's a big, like, it's not so much talked about, you know, outspokenly and stuff like that. But folks are talking about, you know, being in their kids' lives and want to be in their kids' lives because, for one, they didn't have a dad in their lives, so they want to kind of make up for that um, missing piece that they may have in their life. So I, I do notice that, and I know it's kind of a stereotype, too, that dads, you know, black dads aren't in children's lives or black dads aren't part of, uh, you know, the black family. Um, but, of course, we know a lot of barriers and a lot of obstacles are set in place to actually keep them out of Black families and keep the Black families separated. But I do want to highlight those people who are planning, you know, to stay um, within their family and take care of their kids. Facts. And to kind of go off that point, too, like, yeah, a lot of people, like, don't really realize how much, like, I mean, the Black family as a whole, they, they've tried to separate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's been their agenda from day one, right? Because day one. Right, once you right, stepped off that boat. Because mm -hmm. as soon as they were finding out, because if you think about it, right, with marriage, right, we didn't really start seeing, like, the stuff we're talking about now with, like, parents absent in their child's lives. Like, it happened, but we didn't start seeing it big until, like, like the 70s. You know what I'm saying? But even during slavery, we were still marrying each other. We were still jumping the broom. Right. You know what I'm saying? That didn't stop us from getting married. So we got to think what what really happened, Right. Because the family structure was strong, like, during uh, Reconstruction, Jim Crow era. That was probably when it was at its strongest, yeah. you know? But then they started figuring out, right, like, the black families, they were funding, like, you know, the, the civil rights movement or the black church, right? Yeah. The, the Nation of Islam, right? Black families were the, were the foundation of those, right? You know what I'm saying? And especially economically, because we were able to have our own businesses, have our own, I mean, you know, people wanted to be in churches and stuff like that or um, like, I don't know, just community places, like, that couldn't have been possible without the Black family and us just being organized. That's you feel right. me? Right? So, I, that's also important, too. There's a long history with that. So, you, do you think that the war on drugs had a big impact as far as, like, fathers and even mothers being, you know, addicted to drugs and being out of the household? Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, because 70s, right, that's when, um, that happened, but then you go into the right. 80s, that's when crack hit, you know what right. I'm saying? So, so they put crack into the communities, yeah, facts, you know. And if and obviously, we were going through we were going through hard times, so and because we're going through hard times, right? They introduced this drug in our community, and it's either you gonna sell it to make some money or you stressed out and you might use it, right? Exactly. And that, that, that's kind of what it came to. And both of those outlets, uh, got us in prison, right? It, it messes up, messes up the family. And then we have the war on drugs after that, you know, so they put the crack into the community and then here comes the crime bill. You get what I'm saying? Where I believe you, it was more punishable to be caught with crack than yeah. cocaine. And, and, and like, we, we know who really is with the cocaine and who was doing crack at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a lot of white people, mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying? Even still to today, right? It's, it's kind of like a thing people be saying, like the white people are big on the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? But it, you got more time for getting caught with crack than cocaine. So we knew who they were targeting. You yeah. feel me? And they would purposely and push it in there and, and use um, FBI agents and informants to infiltrate like they do a lot of times um, to put this stuff in there. And uh, we talked about a little bit in Judas and the Black Messiah, Messiah episode on how, you know, 
uh, what's his name? Williams came with, with, with bombs, with, with C4. Mm-hmm. Like, how you even get that? And that's kind of the same. And, you know, even with the guns in our community, you know, not saying that we see how easy it is to get a gun and, you know, use it in the United States. But even the guns at the time, like military grade weapons that we get in our hands on somehow. And, you know, we just trying to make a dollar. You know, they squeeze every dollar out of us and then forced us to look for another way to make money. And we're not gonna hire you because your name is Jerome. And we're not gonna accept you because you got an Afro and we're not accepting <laughs> folks with Afros in here. And right. you live in this area and we're not accepting you. We're not letting you into our schools. So you're not gonna get a, a great education. We're gonna put a whole bunch of barriers to get inside a school that ultimately prevents you from going or even wanting to go. So you're not going to get a, a well-paying job or the American dream. So what are you going to do to make that money? And, you know, as, as men, of course, we're looked at to be the providers and, and the protectors. So what are you going to do when you can't put nothing on your children's plate or when a black woman is looking at you for, for protection and to provide and you can't do nothing because it, it's hella barriers. And I'm not going to put it all on the system, but we know that it plays a large part um, especially in a society and especially in America and I know around the world too uh, black people are still suffering the same things that we're going through as well but what are you going to do that that was that was the big question and, and it, it's it's real calculated like the other side they get sick with how calculated they are to keep us from coming together and, and we know why because we're so powerful together especially the black man and the black woman um, we're so powerful together. Um, I know black women, they at the top right now, especially when it comes to just education and, and grinding. Um, every Something new every every week, you know, they set the trend for a lot of stuff, even hip hop, even hip hop and music. So um, just look at all the steps that they take to separate the family. It's crazy. Facts. Even, even like, let's look at like, why that is like why are black women like the number one in the country in education it's like it's not necessarily forced upon us but there's a reason for it because now it's like a power dynamic so mm-hmm. now and we're going to go into like dating spaces now we have this big head of ours and we're like oh we want someone that has the equivalent and it's like not taking into account all the systemic factors that answer your question as to why he can't actually get to the equivalent not saying yeah. you know, but you know what i mean yeah, so even with that like you have to question that like why are you so forthcoming with statistics as far as how many black women are getting bachelor's doctorate master's but i gotta search for the black men's statistics yeah, yeah. facts and so, I, I was i was actually thought about Mm-hmm. See, I, I was actually thinking about that too. Like, I was gonna bring that up. Um, right now, like in, in America, at least, the black woman is the only woman of any race that out earns and out educates her man, right? And that's not a problem with the black woman, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, black women doing great things. They're also the largest group of entrepreneurs, by the way, right? So, that, that's gotta, give, saying, gotta, yeah. gotta give them a shout out for that, right? They're doing their thing. So, we, we we come from a culture of hustlers, right? You know, we we Africans, not Africans, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get it done by any means. But, yeah, like you said, there's definitely, like, a reason to why that is, right? Or why they have, like, the statistics to kind of kind of put down the man, right? And as we know, there's a history of what we've been going through. And you know what I mean? Like, what we've had to do to survive. And, and um, 
that that's like definitely a way they try to break up the family, right? And some some black women, right? Like if they don't know the history, they might look at, well, I got this education, I got this job, but a lot of the men in my community don't. So like a lot of times they'll be like, oh, they they ain't shit or something like that, you know. But they're they're not, you know, yeah, you know, they 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 got the knowledge that they learned from the universities, but they don't got knowledge of self. You know what I'm saying? They're not understanding what was um done to break up the black family and why it's important to stay together. And if she does have a leg up, try to help the man out. You know what I'm saying? Because black black men can get it done too, right? We've proven that time and time again. Same with the women, but we just got to do it together. Yeah, and I do want to highlight, you know. And we talked about me and Kenyatta talked about this um, one day off off the podcast. We had a whole nother podcast, not even recording. <laughs> but we, 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 we should have recorded that. We was going crazy, but we <laughs> we and, and it's great that you know you're on here too, Ashley. But we was talking oh. about the dynamics of the you know black men and then black women as well, and we was kind of um, going back and forth and just kind of discussing on on what is going to kind of unify us. And I feel like that would be something good to put in this um, podcast as well, like. What do you think, um, you know, one, how do you perceive um, black men, um, even though, you know, everybody, we're all kings and queens and we're all beautiful, but from a woman's standpoint, how do you see black men in our condition? Um, and then we'll kind of talk about, like, you know, what we see on the other side, not to be kind of like versus each other, but just kind of get, you know, yeah. pick each other's brain. Facts, yeah, we building, yep. Well, first things first, the whole kings and queens thing makes me laugh because somebody had to build the pyramid and it wasn't a king nor was it a queen. No so cap. I know mm-hmm. like now we're using it to just give us like, you know, have our backup straight, give us some confidence, which is a beautiful thing. So I don't want anyone to watch this and think, oh, I should call him a king or whatever. It's a respect thing instead of just saying yeah. nigga. You know, yeah, so, but there was some common folk, okay, that was getting out the mud in Africa too. And um, so, how are men, black men, perceived by me? How do I perceive them? Yeah, you could just talk for yourself, yeah. I yeah. feel like, I mean, it's amazing that you guys are even still here. Like, there's so much that is like stacked against you. Not to say that there isn't anything against me, but like I said, there's like, there's programs for me, you know what I mean? There's things in place for me to be obviously above you, you know what I mean? I still have some sort of an advantage, even though, you know, the great Malcolm X said the most, you know, we're like last on the list, but in all honesty, if you live in America, it's like we are, but then we aren't. Like, it's very weird, it's a very weird dynamic. Mm -hmm. And if you allow social media to dictate that you'll start to fall into it and start to to hate black men and you know all this different type of caucasian rhetoric is what i call but there's a lot of this out there as far as like who black men date i actually had to go so far as to look this up but it's a huge percentage of black men that marry black women right 85 percent. yes and so you have to get into the stacks of things and instead of listening to social media or like looking at Kanye West or looking at those outliers, those specific individuals saying, okay, yeah, when he get on, he's going to leave you for a white girl. That's, that's just what they do. Da-da-da. Those type of people let me know that they don't actually interact with black men. They don't know enough black men. And if they do, they're around the whitewashed ones, you know? So a lot of them yeah. are marrying black women but now we're going into the topic of marriage. Now they're kind of like, you know, they're getting money now. 
you know, legally. And so it's like, oh, if she leave me, you know, now it starts to get messy. But I'd rather it get messy in that regard than to just be like, oh, they don't love us. They don't like us. They're not for us. They don't protect us. Um, I disagree with all that. Yeah. That's not to say that that does not happen. However, the percentage is not as high as what social media tells you if you don't do your homework. Thanks. And I think Kenyatta, he, he, he touched on that too when we were, we were talking, um, when we were talking off the pod, he was basically talking about, you know, the, the influence and the power of social media and how, you know, if you can't buy a Birkin, then why are you talking to her? If you can't do this, then, then, then what you here for, you know, niggas ain't shit, you know, you know, just a little common rhetoric that we'll yeah. see on social media. And, you know, I was, I was kind of saying, I don't want to mess that up. If you want to, you know, clear that up. Anything I said, Kenyatta, but, um, oh, no, you was, right, right on yeah, point. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just kind of saying like, though, you know, when we look at those people who are so influenced by, uh, influenced by social media, there's still that group that knows the truth. And like, you kind of got into it too, Ashley, you know, talking about, you know, you got to actually get into statistics and actually do your own research, um, and see that though, you know, those, there are people out there that actually understand all the barriers and stuff that are there to separate us and kind of shed a negative light on each other. And I want to kind of bring this up because while you were talking, it brought something to my mind. You know, I feel like as Black people, we've been fighting and we've always had our back against the wall. Um, and so it's almost like we're playing tit for tat with each other. Like Black men and Black women, we're playing tit for tat who can struggle the most or who can come up the most. Like if it, and you said something, you said, you know, you kind of put all that to the side uh, when you were talking about black men and everything that we go to go through and not enough people are putting that to, to the side on we're, we're all going through something, but we need to come together and unite as one because there we're, we're not enemies. We shouldn't be enemies ever should be enemies. So I, I like that you brought that up. Yeah, for sure. You know, like the, like the war going on between black men and black women, older generation versus young generation, like, all that stuff that was in the Willie Lynch letter, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we got to cut that out because, you know, we're we're always going to be better together, right? You know? Okay. Like, there's an African proverb. It's like, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together, right? So, mm -hmm. I think that that's where we're at right now. Yeah, definitely. And I know, like, for Black women, it's kind of difficult to, like, it's almost like, okay, let me just use the phrase, like, pick me. Like, I would be considered a pick me, right? Cause I'm like, you know, all in yeah, I, I seen that term. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same for like dudes that simp. That yeah, yeah, simp. Like <laughs> picky and simp are basically the same. Like the same. Like, well, cause I had um, a black woman that was like, cause I was like, let's talk about how we can be advocates for black men when it comes to these jobs. Like, mm -hmm. we're in it, right? A lot of black people are in government jobs, government positions, which I don't entirely agree with, but that's just personally but like we can get black men in there we're like the only way you can really get in there unless you just know somebody you know and i was like let's do that and then someone was like burn your cake why would you want to do that for black men would they do that for you and it's like they have done that for me like yeah right a lot even if you look on my instagram a lot of the interviews not with black women is with black men so i think it's also like a mindset and just being open to the possibility at least and I know again it's hard for black women because there have been a lot of us me included who have been affected by black men's actions but I don't feel like that should 
stop you from doing your part. Like we're supposed to work together. And yeah. I, if I can get away in, then most definitely I'm gonna get you know, yeah. I'm gonna get you guys in too. Yeah, we we talked about that on our on our other episode too. As us as black men, we need to protect black women more, you know, from other, you know, everybody, every other race, but also ourselves too. Because um, I know that you know certain certain topics topics and subjects when it comes to you know assault, abuse, and things like that um, are are prevalent and within our community and, and need a light shined on them and needs to be stopped completely. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, for sure. And um I kinda lost my train of thought, but I was gonna say, um, yeah, for sure. So like even with like black men, like let's say like a black woman hurt me or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would never judge like if we can call those people who do like devilish things to each other, that, that 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 can be the lowest of that group. You know what I'm saying? They're like an outlier, but I would never judge I would never judge a group by like the lowest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if like like if they're if I was hurt by a couple black women, but I've had black women in my life that have supported me that have done good, well, why would I say like all oh, black yeah. women ain't this just because a couple yeah. of them did this yeah. to me? You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah, it's just it's just about being logical sometimes. Like you can't take the worst of a people and represent them at the highest level, right? And yeah. we we see this in the media too. I guess this could be a whole other subject, but they do this in hip hop and the media, and that's what they show. They show the lowest of black men, the lowest of black women, and they exploit it. You know, so then we we start looking up to those people and start acting in those ways, and we start, you know what I mean? Start what's like the, re, yeah, reenacting them behaviors. And what's the what's the newest one? Think. Uh, Quavo and Sweetie. That's that's the. I, I haven't <laughs> kept up on that one, but that's the that's the newest <laughs> one, man. That's the one that everybody going crazy over. Everyone, they um put Sweetie's face on the Take Care album because she uh, put Quavo Take Care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it get real funny, man. Kiana, man, you gotta keep up with some of this stuff. It, hey, it's I was, I was seeing it. I was seeing it, but I didn't like do the backstory because, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like. There's just so many of them, like, yeah. I don't no, know these, the, these memes, but yeah, he part of the, he part of the Migos, the other one that was going mm-hmm. crazy on the other wife. So it don't even <laughs> it don't even matter, man. It's just at, at this point, it, it's <laughs> it's comical, um, especially because sometimes these be people like people look up to, like for real. Yeah, like. The only reason why I even got this information is because people look up to them yeah. and like share the memes and like I'm like they're like this the, this was the last one oh my god like what not y'all glorifying oh god, that's, <laughs> that's been for like exactly exactly oh yeah and I do want to say this because I this popped up in my head though I do want to appreciate black women out there they've been very helpful to my progress and me to where i need to go um a black woman my professor uh miss johnson uh, sport management she helped me get through college and put me on so much game miss kazine my social um what is it sociology teacher she put me up on game she had a serious conversation with me one day and kind of put perspective on what college is like and you know the other side and how they can get so far ahead and she was like yo basically you got to get a master's to even try to even keep up with their lowest rank so yeah that was that was a professor that kind of put that in my mind and I forgot specifically where in Africa she was from but she put me up on game I'm forever grateful for that and then Miss Johnson she put me up on game when it comes to actually trying to um, develop myself professionally and, and get through that last year of, of college so I appreciate both of them yeah big facts right we always gotta appreciate the black woman yeah the only ones that be reaching out for real helping too 
right? Like if I if I see a, a job that I want to apply to and I and I can see their faces, I'm I'm looking for you know I'm looking for my people first. But if it's a black woman there, I'm looking to her because I'm like, hey, yeah. she's gonna take care of me. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna try to get me right. Yeah, yeah, she gonna she gonna take care of me. She gonna help me. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so what's something that unifies us but also can create a divide? Um, I'll go first. Mine was real simple. I was going to say food. Like, I feel like food brings us together, but, like, if someone don't make something right, it can definitely <laughs> <be> <laughs> Facts. People get to arguing. Yeah. Nobody want, nobody want to eat their potato salad or something, you feel yeah. me? Yeah, <laughs> I hope nobody pulling up with the raisins in the potato salad. <laughs> I ain't never seen that. <laughs> I, I, I seen it on Twitter, but like I ain't never put up to the barbecue and somebody putting no raisins or something. That's yeah, just, nah, I've been to it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I ain't never seen it, but I've been to a couple uh potlucks and and you know work potlucks, and I'm I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. I've seen um uncooked chicken, so yeah. just just going just going leave it there. <laughs> or you ever seen somebody just do the most to macaroni and cheese? Like oh, macaroni yeah. and cheese got to be simple. You can't yeah. add all this. Yeah, like, make it simple and burn the top to it. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -mm. Facts. I, I mean, that's a good one. Can y'all? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd say like another one. I was kind of thinking of, um, I guess like religion, right? Like, or like even just not even just religion, like just or just organizations, right? Even within like the black community, like the the nation of Islam, right? You know, I follow teachers on Elijah Muhammad. I got my follower Elijah sweatshirt on, right? Shout out to Brother Santana, right? Clean. Conscious branded clothing. Clean. <laughs> black owned business. But um shout out to them. Yeah, like, you know, it, it unified people, especially like in the nation of Islam or the UNIA. You know, it, it gave people a knowledge of self. You know what I'm saying? It let people be a part of something. But then even in the conscious community, right, we banging on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, the, like <laughs> you feel me? Like, like it'd it be the Moors versus the Nation of Islam, or it'd be the Pan-Africans versus the Hebrews, and the Hebrews versus everybody. And you know what I mean? So it definitely has unified us. And I mean, like, you don't have to be a part of the groups. Like, you can just take what's good from them. You know, the yeah. Honorable Elijah Muhammad did a lot of good things. So mm -hmm. did Noble Drew Ali, Marcus Garvey, of course. You know what I mean? And people be hard on the Hebrews, but some, some of them be riding, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing their thing. But yeah, I say that's also a big divider because we, we can all want what's best for black people until we say that we are Muslim, until we yeah. say we are Christian or we in the 5% or we are more, yeah. then, then it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's, I was going to say basically the same thing, man. When I first came into the conscious community, you know, or became, I'm not going to say woke because I'm getting tired of that word. Yeah, You're not going to put that on a shirt for me and, and sell it <laughs> to me. But uh, when I first, you know, kind of just came into understanding myself and who I was and then my people, you know, of course, um, listen to people like Brother Polite and people like that and Dr. Umar. And, you know, I was watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos, but every YouTube, it, it was each other, like we was banging on each other for no reason. Like, no, this this is right. No, this is right. No, we're all right. But like, what is we for real doing? And that's why I like the honorable, honorable uh, Marcus Garvey because you know he brought everybody together. He brought help everybody. You know, it didn't matter what you look like. You know, fell under the Pan African movement. So, uh, it, that's a, that's a big thing. Religion and then what we believe in is always going like divide us. And I still see it like 
even though that we're progressing so much and coming together, like I still, I still see it. Like people will know what other people stand for. I see it on social media all the time. You know what a certain group will stand for Mm -hmm. the whole time. You'll meet with them, do all this stuff. And then you banging on them the next week for some views. Like like, that makes me sick. Cause I always say like, even when I like say what I gotta say on social media, I personally, I always say I don't argue with black men. Yeah. I don't argue with black men, which I know people are going to be like, what does that even mean? But it's like, we can disagree, but I'm not going to argue with you. Exactly. I feel like because I'm not, I just am not a man. So I don't really necessarily understand. Sometimes I don't know what you know, what you've been through. I will argue with a woman, not that I want to, but like, I'm not going to do that. Like even me and y'all, we were having a discussion about black families. I was kind of being like a jerk. Cause I yeah, just, we did. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to I remember. You know, and I was like, well, what about this? We were talking about, like, if some, if a black man were to be with a white woman, like, what mm-hmm. that is. And he was mm-hmm. talking about from his experience, like, I personally don't want that. Da, da. So I was just kind of being like, oh, okay. Black like, women only. Yes, sir. questions, just asking. And, like, we were kind of disagreeing, <clears> but not really. Like, we were coming to the same consensus, but not really. But, mm-hmm. like, even in that, like, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, I wasn't really like arguing with you. Yeah, we like, just building, you know. I just wanted to yeah. like, yeah, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit, figure out what it is that you come from. But I also feel like it's important in the conscious community because I feel like when people feel like they just know so much, they think they know everything, <laughs> and then they start to condemn people for not knowing Facts. when there was a point in time when they didn't know, or like they get so hyped because they know something. Yeah. Okay, now we're arguing. It's like, you could have just put me on. You didn't have to do all that. You could have been like, here's a book. Here's an article. Yeah. But the conscious community, it's a lot of arguing that goes on. Like, a lot. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, damn near like, dang, not to shit on nobody if y'all do it, but the Forex folks too, man, you know, it, they, they damn near one in the same <laughs> how much we argue. And I just be like, bro, right. what are we doing? Like, you can do all that for views. You can do all that to prove somebody wrong. But what are you doing for your community, man? Like, yeah, for like, real, like, all that stuff can I forgot who said it, but basically focus on, you know, what we got going on now. We could talk about religion and stuff later. We can talk about religion once everything is okay, once everything is right here. We can talk about religion. We can talk about our views. We can talk about how money should be spent. We can talk about all that, doing for self, all that, once our situation is straight. Because one thing I used to say, and I still believe it. Religion not gonna matter if they keep killing us. Like you worried about where you're gonna go in the afterlife and somebody is killing you. Like yeah, let's stop that. Right. Let's let's teach our kids about whatever's next after we get this this situation right. Like let's teach each other. Like and you don't have to be, you know, all knowing because I know why people get into arguments is because oh I sat here and I did all this research and I looked up the books and I watched videos and I I did all this and I'm just regurgitating information these people aren't even going to the primary sources for a lot of this information too that's another thing we gotta remember a lot of y'all not doing y'all research and this is gonna be said every podcast do your own research facts that's literally all you have to do so that's where a lot of these arguments stem and literally they're not getting us anywhere not making us no money like not at all not ever and then also too the average person reads 19 minutes a day. I always say this all the time because it's like, like you said, people are regurgitating. So it's like, oh, I'm glad you read the first article that you Googled. Have you read a book? No. 
Facts. Everything you need to know in the in that book. Facts. Or just experience. Right. Go out there and get some real life experience. Go help somebody. Learn learn a skill to help your own people instead of mm-hmm. trying to argue with somebody about something you think you know. It don't matter, bro. It li- it it matters because you know I'm not gonna disrespect nobody's belief system or nothing like that. But it 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 doesn't matter. Like we're we're dying. I don't. And they're they're coming up with meticulous way, meticulous ways to kill us. Like it's not a it's not an if and or but about it. And, and history is gonna keep repeating itself because we want to sit and debate with each other. It's not about debating with each other, man. Even our most powerful leaders came together at certain points and and to for and fight for a common cause. So. You know, they like to do that too in school. They'll, they'll let you know that Malcolm X and MLK didn't get along or they had two two different views. Yeah, they, they love to point that yeah, out. Yeah, they, they love to point that out, boy, in school. They they love that one. But hey, don't don't forget both of their, their main goals and their main objectives on what they were doing, regardless of which way they was going or how they felt about what situation or how things need to get, get done. It was all about getting black people to be one respected and equality and then also on an equal footing as as the other races in this country. Facts. Even with MLK too, I'm glad you brought that up because like one of the things he said um, before he died, right? And this is like two years after meeting with like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and he started getting different viewpoints and he was starting to change. But he said that I fear I've integrated my people into a burning house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he was also really on the economics, right? You know what I'm saying? And even like powernomics, I think we mentioned that earlier, right? It's just getting that economic base, right? And you don't got to be a a Hebrew, a Muslim, Pan-African, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We, we can all get this right right now. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. got to argue about doctrine because at the end of the day, that's not going to build a nation for us. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to build a house for us. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like, like we can have all different, um, I guess, like, I don't know, lifestyles and points of view, but I will say the on the only thing we really just have to have to have is black first, right? That 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 should be like the only rule, right? You can be a Christian, you whatever that you want, be whatever the first you, code, right? Whatever you want to do on Sundays, Fridays, whatever. The one code we need to have, most important, is just black first. Whatever you do, it's got to be to uplift black people. That's facts. Like that one. Facts. Well, that's all I have for y'all. Did y'all have any questions? Just you know, based off of what we were talking about. Man, that, that that was a good build to be honest. Yeah, I was I said I was like we can't get into another topic, but I don't know if y'all want to keep going. But it, it, it don't matter to me. I was just gonna get on the topic of uh, segregation. That could be our own yeah. our own little another podcast. Hey, hey, we can do part two. Or we can do yeah, a part two. Want to do part two? I mean, we can keep going, keep flowing, yeah, man. We can keep going and like top it up. Bet we gonna right, see y'all look. You, guys, you, got the pro, you must have the pro zoom. Uh, what happened? I uh, think I the pro zoom where you can go for like however long. Ah, uh, nah, this might it might cut out, but it, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I know it, it said you extended it to unlimited minutes. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, it said, it said the host made it unlimited. Yeah. Oh, I'm tough. Oh yeah, that was a gift. They gave me a gift. Bet. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Bet. So let's keep building. I wanted to talk about segregation. It's a it's a big topic that's coming back up i seen it a couple places like on twitter but you know i want to know what everybody else feel like like was segregation the right thing or how y'all inter- feel about you mean integration? integration integration my yeah. fault yeah was integration the right thing or you know should we have still stay segregated a lot there's evidence for both but how do y'all feel about it man 
I mean, I, I want. Are you, you? You can go first. Yeah, let us let us yeah, you know. Let her go first. I think it should be like I'm gonna use the Asian community. The only reason why I use them in particular is because they have. I don't know if you guys know about the minority complex theory, whatever, yeah. like ideal minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they're they're definitely like, first and running for that one, huh? Yeah, like from what <laughs> yeah, I, I reading, like they literally there was like articles where it's like they're the ideal minority and ideal minority theory and like it's like you still oppress both. Yeah, we, we, know, we know, we know, we know. Right. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so like even even with that theory, right? So it's like they're here, but they separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Chinatown, Koreatown. But they're here, mm-hmm. like giving us services, like black people in particular. They have beauty shops, so it's like liquor stores. Not, yeah, like they're not necessarily <laughs> like that. integrated, but they're also not necessarily segregated. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. So, like, I feel like we should first segregate ourselves. And then figure out a way where we can kind of master that, where we're, we have businesses in other like suburban areas or whatever. Like we're doing the same thing. We have our soul town or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Soul town. Soul town. I like. I ain't heard. I like soul town. Like, yeah, I like soul town. I like soul town. Hey man, hey, hey, if y'all listening right, we we gotta build soul time. Copyright. Let me go. Yeah, copyright that look. <laughs> oh, for real. Ashley came up with that, but hit up yeah. Ashley, Kenyatta, mm-hmm. and Sam. We okay. together. We the first. We the first. Yeah. Facts, hit but. Ashley up first, cause she she said it first. Facts. That was a good one. I ain't never heard that. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. But uh, facts. <laughs> but my take on it, right? So the honorable Elijah Muhammad always taught us that separation is the only solution, right? Mm-hmm. And what that means when people hear about separation, they want to think of like white separatism, but it's yeah. not even that. It's just literally having our own. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to get along with people when there's like a power structure. Like mm-hmm. like let's say we live in the same community, we live in the same neighborhood, but you own everything in the neighborhood, and I don't own anything, right? That's that's mm-hmm. not fair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's gonna create problems, you know. So it's literally like just having our own side of town. Like like you explained the Chinatown. And even the Italians, and there's Little Italy, yeah, yeah. Little, Italy. little Tokyo, Jewtown. Um, there's even little like uh, Latino Jew-town. communities popping up. I don't know what it's called, you know, but <laughs> no, nah, nah, you see. have like a name, but mm-hmm. they have like little Yeah, you know, like everybody got their section, right? But you go to Black folks section, and all of those people own all the businesses in our communities. Well, we might own a couple, we might own a couple stores here and there, but we don't have like the basics, like the property, right? Even like some of the clinics, you go into some of their communities, they own the clinics. They own the yeah. grocery stores, the clinics and the property. Those are like the three main like things we need in our communities, right? Yeah, like they have private practices and you're like, right. okay. <laughs> right, because uh, like we talked about Marcus Garvey earlier and he said like any leadership that teaches you to depend on another race is a leadership that won't enslave you. If I have to get, if I have to get my food, clothing and shelter from somebody else, they might not give it to me one time, then what now? Am I gonna starve? <laughs> Am I gonna and, sleep outside? You feel me? Like we, we we must have a piece of this land for our, for ourselves. Yeah, and I ain't wanna cut you off, but literally every like that's literally how it works to be able to survive. And I don't want nobody to think like this is crazy to think about, like, oh, what are they talking about? But literally, like the US does the same thing to survive. We are in every right. country, troops are in every country yeah. to let folks know that yo, any resources that we need, we're here to get oil, we're here to get the oil. If, <laughs> 
you're not shutting nothing down. Yeah, we got our own reserves, but we're going we gonna to be in your, in your section, in your country. We're going to mm-hmm. make sure that you know that if anything happens, we're going to need this oil. You might boost it up a couple, a couple dollars, whatever, but we're going to get it. And our community needs to think the same way, man. Like, like Ashley said, a little soul town or something. That's all it takes. Yeah, and, I like that, man. Soul yeah, town. Yeah, I like that. And, and, and I know there's issues when it comes to, you know, starting up your own business and actually having an actual storefront like um, in, in certain communities and where we can get them in because, you know, it's, it's difficult to get approved for business loans as black people. It's difficult for us to get any loan, really. Yeah. Um, home ownership. Yeah, home ownership. Like, it's, it, it, they made it so hard to, to even get a one-up in, in, in this country. So um, taking advantage of online, I think that's the next big thing. And I know a lot of people are shifting to, you know, just being online with, damn near everything that they have i know i follow we buy black um kiana follows we buy black um but they offer a lot of stuff you know stuff that we can go to immediately that can just be small changes and i don't think people really understand like just small changes when it comes to buying products and consuming things like it doesn't have to be oh everything i buy is black but like kiana said earlier it needs to be black first and i think that's another thing when it comes to you know uh segregating ourselves um you know a relationship can't be healed if you know the person has been negative the whole time in a relationship and you still around them every day you got to take time for yourself you got to space out you got to rebuild yourself you got to improve yourself and that's something that we probably we need to do not probably that we right. need to do we need to get to that space where we take time where we can look you know the black man and black woman can look each other in the eyes and you know we build ourselves we don't know what could come out of a a soul town so uh so to say you know maybe a whole community is built around the soul town block you know there's just a block of black owned businesses and you know now there's a whole community of black people around this one business that we all shop at we all go to um and support and i know in georgia they're doing something there is a group of black people that bought uh you know i think a county yeah, little, I, I was city. thinking that as he was talking a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. little town yep. yeah a whole little town and i know they still got to develop it and put houses on it but they're being smart about who they let into the community and who they want to be their neighbors because you know they're not just letting everybody in everybody can't be a part of this and i think that's good um because they're starting off small like and then they'll work their way up and expand so you kind of you got to be put on a little wait list all types of stuff for that but that's that's one thing that I like to see already. Like, I thought that was amazing. I don't know when they're going to be done with that, but I thought that was amazing. For sure.